Good morning. In the last few memorandum, the Rebbe Hashab was explaining, <clears throat> excuse me, how Malchus works with energy that hails directly from the essence of Hashem. This is a unique event because in heaven in general, in all of the spiritual worlds, every event is preceded by another event which explains it. It is the cause of the result. Um, there are causes, there are explanations, there are results, and there's a whole ladder. Every step brings you to another step. Um, our creation, the creation of the physical world, is unique in the sense that it cannot it cannot be linked to any preceding event. There is nothing in spirituality that can explain or make sense out of physicality. Physicality and spirituality are so far apart from each other, there is no way to connect the two. And the only way that Malchus can create us, the lowest of all physical creations, the lowest of all creations in general, is because Malchus works with energy. That is unique in the sense that only Hashem himself, the essence of Hashem, higher than all spiritual worlds, higher than all spiritual emanations, higher than all spiritual, anything spiritual in the world, even the very light that omits from Hashem, even that couldn't couldn't connect to physicality. The only way you can explain physicality is by working with the essence of Hashem himself. And that's why we have a direct line. Um, as children of Hashem, we have a direct line to the essence of Hashem himself, like a son has a child to a father. But there are actually many ramifications to this thought, and they can be considered from the fact that creation works very differently from creations that we think of in this world. Now let's say uh, a cobbler were to create a shoe. He didn't actually create it. Well, he can walk away from that shoe. He may have made a beautiful shoe, and he puts it down on the shelf to sell it, but, you know, he walks away from the shoe and goes home, and the shoe stays there. And that's because he didn't actually create the shoe. He made his mark on the shoe. I mean, he, if he was a famous shoemaker, he can probably you can probably recognize the shoe and say, okay, well, this is a really, really famous shoe because it's made by a brand name, and uh, it left its mark on the shirt, or it left its mark on the clothing, or on the house, or whatever it is that the creator is making. But we call him a creator in a sort of... Well, it's it's not it's not a fear name because the only way to create something is to create the actual leather from which the shoe was made. The cobbler can walk away from the shoe because he didn't actually create it. If he were to actually create it, he would have to continue staying there the whole time, continuously giving it the energy. Because the leather is there before or after he makes the shoe, all he did, had to do was bend or full, form the leather in a certain fashion so as to make it possible for somebody to fit their foot inside. He shaped the leather. He didn't make the leather. If he were actually m making the leather, there's no way for him to let go of it and go home and expect the shoe to stay there. It's sort of like when a person throws a ball. Of course, the ball itself is not his, but the motion of the ball comes from him. The energy of his hand went into that ball and catapulted it forward. And as long as it's, the energy stays inside that ball, the kinetic energy makes the ball shoot upwards, flow upwards, or uh, it forces it upwards because the, the kinetic energy that came out of his hand stays in the ball. And as soon as the energy seeps away, if it dissipates, the, ball, the ball's motion will immediately start falling downwards. The, the, in order to continue forcing it upwards, you have to continuously inject energy or in, imbue it with energy so that it continues shooting upwards. And that's how creation works. And because Hashem has to constantly create us, and creates us in a way that we assume, because of nature, that we are one long continuous creation. Um, so Hashem continuously in, uh, in, inspire, in, 
imbues us with his energy in a way that seems like it doesn't stop. But in fact, as we say in, in our morning tefillahs and our morning prayers, Hashem has to fill us with energy every single day so that this creation continues. If Hashem were to stop, it would be no more world. And since, as we just, as since as Rabbi Hashem explained over the last few Mamarim, the energy that is used to create us comes from the essence of Hashem, that means that like that ball, which is surrounded by that motion, and 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 the motion is the actual essence of Hashem, uh, the actual essence of the thrower, so too our creation is the actual, we are working with actual material of Hashem's essence. We are, the whole world is, the the, in, the we are imbued with Hashem's essence all over. Otherwise, physicality would not be able to continue existing. Every moment of its cre- of its existence is because Hashem continuously creates it. And this is something that's unique to the physical world down here. And even the angels look at us um, with jealousy. Well, not so much jealousy, but they look at us excitedly. We describe this in our morning prayers as well, right before we talk about how Hashem creates us at every moment. We talk about the two different kinds of malachim. There are the Shrafim, who every day they call out, Kaddish, 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 Hashem is very, very holy, 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 holy. But their excitement is sort of calm compared to the Ifanim, which live un- which live below them in a lower world, which are closer to us. You see, the, the Srafim live in Bria, and they are closer to the spiritual holiness, but the Ifanim live in Yitzira, and they are closer to us. And you'd assume that they'd be less excited because they're further from the spirituality, but in fact, their excitement is even greater. And we describe in Davening how they jump excitedly and loudly, as if somebody is shocked and overcome by something that's very... Um, surprising because they look at us and they see physicality and they understand that this physical world, this low world, is something so different and, and it has to be so full of Hashem's energy at every moment. And this shocks them, shocks them so much every single day that they scream and jump in excitement and they cannot even call out as many words as the Afanim, uh, the Shrafim can. Their, their words are very, their, their sentence is very short because they're overcome with emotion by this unique and special creation that we have. Now, we should be even more overcome. But of course, Hashem hid all his energy in our world. The Malachim are able to see that greatness. So therefore, they get excited by it. We should definitely, uh, by by cons- by contemplating it, we can also get excited. But if we just look at it and with our physical bodies, we don't understand it because it's all hidden. But in truth, there is no holier spot than the world that we exist in. And every part of our lives and every part of our creation is the essence of Hashem. This thought also has another result, another ramification, um, in the sense of how, in the sense of our humility or how humble we could be. In general, we think of the word humility as in someone standing in front of someone very, very great or awesome, something, some special event is happening, or someone that's so much greater than him that he's humbled by it. Like the, uh, one, one common example for humility is the light of a fire compared to the light of the sun. So if you light a candle inside your dark room you can really appreciate that candle because it lit up the whole room. But if you took that same exact candle and lit it outside on a sunny day, you'd hardly even see the candle. You can't appreciate it because the light of the candle is almost non-existent compared to the light of the sun. Especially if you went up in a spaceship and you brought that candle up towards the sun somehow and you lit it there, you wouldn't even notice that it's there. But that's what we'd consider you know, the ultimate humility of something small compared to something big. But yet... You have to use the terminology of humility only where two things that are in comparison to each other. You wouldn't say, the book is humbled by the light of the sun. It doesn't even make any sense, because the book doesn't have any light. It's it's a different, is, there's, there's a different conversation to be had about books. Um, 
you can say uh, the person is humbled by the the by the amazing the profound uh, th- um, professor right? because you know he's his mind is not as great as the professor's and he's astounded by the greatness of the professor's thoughts but he still has a mind of his own you wouldn't say the 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 spider is is impressed by the professor because it's two different worlds so that humility is usually called in in words of Siddhis, it's called kaloy chashiv it has no comparison um it, it becomes completely overcome with awe or humility. But there's another kind of humility in which the thing completely goes, it goes non-existent, it, it becomes non-existent. Um, the candle's fire doesn't go out in front of the sun. But the, um, if you'd say, for example, you took one drop of water and dropped it in the ocean, that drop of water didn't disappear. But you can't find that drop of water anymore. It's, it's tiny compared to the size of the ocean. But when we talk about the humility of a person or of a of a yid that can a yid can have in this world, it is unique even to the humility that the malachim can have, because they are not created the same way that we are. They don't. The malchus creates them. It's not a unique event as unique as us, because the creation of the person that is standing in front of the essence of Hashem, that powerful, unbelievable, omnificent power of Hashem. Is so great that nothing can stand. Nothing can stand in front of it. It does. It. It's not humbled by it. It's just that it's non-existent. There is no other existence in front of Hashem. So it's a completely different kind of humility. And when you think of that, um, that that great humility that 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 would happen if Hashem's essence was, if we, if if our if our eyes were exposed to it, if it was revealed in front of us, there'd be no way that we would even assume our own existence. We would be completely gone. That's the kind of um, humility that can be expected from people who do understand Hashem's, uh, Hashem's energy. But of course, it was all hidden from us, and we don't see it in our, in our physical eyes, and Hashem did that as a favor to us so that we should be able to exist, and, or at least assume our existence. But in truth, that's the kind of world that we're living in. We're actually walking and breathing the essence of Hashem wherever we go in our life. And therefore, such humility... Um, changes your perspective of how you see the Lord, the world around you and the challenges that you have in front of you um, seem to become, become a lot smaller when you realize that you're actually working and seeing and living in a world that is um, Hashem himself and nothing else.